1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a frustrating night for Scotland. A familiar story against familiar opposition as an improved second half performance secures a one-all draw in Israel. Next up, the Pharaohs on Wednesday as Stevie Clark searches for a first win of the campaign. And on the domestic front, Hearts may be on course to win the championship, but another defeat on Saturday has the Tynecastle faithful less than impressed. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, two men who are always impressed, Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. I think we're now in a position where we need the Go on, surprise me result If we want to finish top two in Group F We will need to beat Austria in Vienna Or Denmark in Copenhagen And beating Denmark at Hamden Might be a good idea as well Two points from the first six is mediocrity And that's five games in a row without a win as well We can't live on Belgrade, Boogie and Baccarat forever Time to get the finger out And that means starting with the avoidance of any nonsense Against the Pharaohs on Wednesday night Yeah, back-to-back draws you for Scotland It's a slow start to Group F, Gordon You have to say and It's a must-win against the Pharaohs on Wednesday Hearts follow up a disappointment against uh, Brora with a defeat at Queen of the South A bit more pressure on Robbie Nielsen I'm looking forward to the show We can't live on Belgrade Boogie and Baccarat forever Three minutes past six That's the line of the night We might not top that But it's a it's a challenge We'll leave it to you 01419511025 On the phones If you want to tweet instead At Clyde SSB Is the Twitter handle there uh, Lots of reaction to Scotland You would imagine After that game last night Clearly a lot of frustration A lot of Um Things that might have got people annoyed I'm sure there were a couple of positives in there If we can manage to find some So give us a call Let us know What did you make of last night Who were the standouts Who was good Who would you not persevere with What about the formation change Is that something we're going to have to stick with going forward How does that set us up going forward in the group And what about Wednesday night On the domestic front this weekend It naturally was a bit quieter But if Saturday's phone in was anything to go by The Hearts fans are not impressed So you can keep your calls coming in on that one And you know what If the international break Doesn't float your boat And you've just sat there And been desperate to talk about Your team Be it Celtic Rangers Motherwell St Mirren Or whoever else You're absolutely welcome To do that as well 0141 951 1025 The top flight Maybe had the weekend off But you two did not With mm. regards Your result of the weekend Please I heard Peter from Lonehead, the first caller on Saturday night, a jambo, and he was terrific. Sorry to do this to you, Peter, but the result of the weekend is Hearts 2, Queen of the South 3, QOS first win over H-E-A-R-T-S in Edinburgh for 58 years. Yeah, listen, if, I, if he hadn't gone for it, I would have gone for it. But I like to See, what to do, right? I've noticed this. I know that he's the elder statesman, right? And he's, he, he's the man in charge. You always get left with the scraps Because he just gets to decide first Because he's in here at 2 o'clock One week just phone him at 9 in the morning And say Hugh Here's what I'm going for no. And you need to find something different No listen I have to give him respect right, He's okay. been here what, is it 65 he, years you've been here now Because he knows that I'll say to him Oh <laughs> can you come and pick me up And take me in <laughs> So listen I'm going to go for Dundee Gordon okay. two, two goals down in the first 6 minutes Come back to 1-3-2 Up to joint Second place with the Rafer over So good comeback Right goal of the weekend then What uh, are you giving me Yeah I'm giving you the teenager Lucas Williamson From Alloa Athletic An absolute belter He put his team 2-1 up Sadly for Peter Grant And for Lucas It didn't last And it was 2-2 At the final whistle But terrific goal Yeah it was a great strike Hugh I'm going to go for Dunfermline's Craig Whiting 
uh, back at his old stomping ground up at Dens. Finds his way in the box, Gordon, but 16 yards out and still manages to dink the goalkeeper. It was a terrific finish. Can I just say, although we were light on action, you're actually spoiled for choice for Howler yeah. of the Weekend based oh. on, on what I've seen. So, what are you going for? I'm going back to Peter and Lonehead, our first caller on Saturday night. H is for Howler, H is for Harps, H is for honking. Oh, collective, collective howling, is it? Everyone's getting it. Collective right, honking. Okay. Because there were a few moments within that game, Alex, and yes. there, were, there, were, there were others across the divisions. Yeah, I'm going to go for the boy Andy Irvine. He uh, had an absolute howler. Got Gordon. The own goal in the yeah, great. Which resulted in, uh, as he says, Cooney the South winning at uh, Tinkas right, okay. for the first time in 57 years. I can't believe you overlooked the obvious. Howler of the weekend, SPL Talks just tweeted it. Howler of the weekend goes to Mark Wilson <laughs> for falling for those <laughs> fake adverts <laughs> on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Honestly, so I'm sure we'll get to that between now and Brilliant. the end of the show. And if you don't know what we're talking about, head over to Twitter and you'll see the video. You will not be disappointed. Right, 01419511025. Keen to get through as many topics as you want on the phones But I think the Scotland game is the obvious place yeah. to start So what did you make of it? Quite simply, let us know Let's hear from Stevie Clark He says it's too early to be worrying about qualification hopes He says the two points they've picked up could turn out to be vital down the line No, because I don't know what's going to happen in the fixtures coming up I know we've got the Pharaohs midweek If we beat the Pharaohs midweek Which we have to look to do We have to play well We have to respect the opposition Because they're, they're nobody's mugs uh, every game on international level now is difficult So we have to respect the opposition If we get three points Five points at the end of the week Austria play Denmark So Austria or Denmark or both Are going to drop points So let's see what happens Everyone talks about Israel forces But Israel are a good team And they proved that against Scotland Over the, the recent run of games We've played a, lot, we've played a lot against them There's never anything in the game We just have to keep doing what we have to do We have to pick up the points as and when we can We're unbeaten Two points, I don't know if two points is good or bad But you're asking me to protect the future no, I'm afraid I can't do that There's a good one to start, is two points good or bad? Hugh Evans, you can tell us and then hopefully the callers will join in I said to you on Friday Gordon That I would regard uh, a defeat in Tel Aviv As being very bad Because that would be one point from six That would be a disastrous start I said two points from six would be a mediocre start And it is for me a mediocre start Stevie's got a great answer there I can't predict the future And you know who can come back Other than to say Mm. Well sometimes you can smell trouble in the air And we need the big unexpected Mm. result Go on beat somebody Mm. we didn't expect you to beat I mean Alex it's unbeaten So therefore it's not terrible It's not embarrassing It's not rubbish but if you want to qualify from the group you're, you're going to need to win games And you're going to need to win games Against the teams round about you So yeah. it, it's, it might not be those things But it's, it's certainly not a good start either No, uh, I think it was a clever answer By Stevie Clark. Uh, I don't think it's an overwhelming uh, start By any stretch of imagination Hugh says a point would be a disaster I don't see one above that Against a fourth seeded team Hugh makes an interesting point That you have to go over and beat Denmark Or Austria as well now uh, Away from home And our away record's not brilliant away from home So uh, you're going to have to raise some trees I, I take his point on board that they two play each other So it's an opportunity yep. to dr- drag back some points But there'll be tougher challenges down the road And I have to be honest with you I thought the performance, particularly in the first half Was very poor Second half was slightly better mm. Okay, let's go to the phones 01419511025 That's what the guys think Which is all well and good But quite frankly, I care more what you think So let's bring in Nadim in Livingston See what he made of it Hi Nadim. Hi Gordon, Hugh and Alec, how you doing? Good, right, Nadim, tell us, is it, is it all over already or are you seeing some signs to be cheerful? <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that, that was my point, Gordon, was um, 
I, I, I mean, two points from two games doesn't doesn't look great, especially when when one of the games is at home. However, Austria are a good side, and although I think they're definitely there for the taking, uh, Austria, I, I think I think they are a good side. But two points from two games doesn't seem the best. But when you when you take into account the fact that uh, hopefully we beat the Pharaohs on Wednesday, and if Denmark and Austria when they play, they get a draw. We're only going to be I think we'll, we'll be in the same points as as Austria, and only two points behind. Denmark's, you know, I know that's all if, if, you know, in butts, but I think, you know, we need to look at the bigger picture. So although it's not great, I think it's definitely, you know, it's, it's not all, all over at this point. And I think the team did play well in the second half. And that, that was my other point, Gordon, was I thought that the first half were absolutely um, outplayed by, by Israel, especially down the flanks. I thought they were much better than us. But as soon as they made that tweak to, to the back four and, and, and changed in the midfield as well, I thought we were much better. Absolutely. I think it was night and day between mm-hmm. the two. I thought McDominay, it just shows how good he is in the middle of the park. He was absolutely outstanding, I thought, um, for us in, in the game. Yeah, let's do those two in, in isolation, Alex and Hugh. Yeah. The, the points thing, the overall... Nadim's not getting not getting too down about it yeah, because no. obviously you acknowledge you want to win these games, you need to beat the teams round about you. But there is a long way to go. Generally twenty one points gets you a playoff. Uh-huh. Right. So you look at you're hoping clearly that you get six points off Moldova, six points off the Pharaohs, right? Yeah. So bear with me. Without the, doubt. the arithmetic here. So that's us up to twelve points. You're then looking for the other the other nine. Essentially, you know, where do they come from? So it's not a brilliant start, but but that's still doable, is it not? Well, I, I take the point that this midweek damage will be done by Austria and Denmark because they're playing each other. However, it's a temporary form of relief somewhere down yeah, the line. Because then they'll play the Pharaohs. Yeah, yep. yeah. Somewhere down the line, you're going to have to beat one of these two, if not both. Yep. And draws are no use. Mm. We're, we're, we're draw specialists and. We need to be more aggressive in our thinking. Yeah. The second half was better because we were on the front foot. Yeah, but Alex, that's what, in terms of, and by the, this might not happen, obviously, because you know you never know. Yeah, of course you don't. But if you if you then look at, you you need to be Israel at home. That that's an absolute Absolutely. must. You then, what are you looking at? What does that then leave you? What did I say? Nine, another nine <laughs> points. You're looking at. You know the three hardest games would be the two Denmark games, and then so that would be and then Austria away. So, so you're looking for another four points from <laughs> from them if people are still awake. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> it's not it's, over. It's not a it's good start, but after two games, whilst you're unbeaten, yeah, there's exactly. still a bit of hope there. Gordon, the the one thing you can say over the the, the period that Stevie Clark's been in, they have managed to get a little bit of momentum. You know they. But have, we need to improve though. That goes without there's saying. No, there's no two ways about it because uh, as, as the caller said, they're the Pharaohs. In Moldova, guaranteed, in my opinion, to get the maximum points for them. I can't believe you just said that. No, you, no, have you I seen? Did. Have you seen Scotland qualification listen, groups over believe the years? Believe me, if I listen, if, yeah, if you if, don't, if you don't drop, deserve to go. Yeah, that's absolutely. So listen, we're trying to talk it up here. I know it's difficult. Uh, it's a slow start for us, but we're looking for some sort of bounce. And if we do, if we can't beat them in, in Wednesday mm. night, the Pharaohs then there's a big problem. That said, though, Nadim, you are right in terms of the difference at half time. <sighs> where, where was it going wrong in the first half? I, I, I think the first half it was just I think they, they played Dasa who was he, he just kept Robertson right back and he was in Tierney as well. I think I thought he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. I think I think he got man of the match and I think quite rightly he was he was he was brilliant. And even the other side is there down there left that swallowing he was he was impressive as well. Do you know the thing the thing I was gonna mention, I don't know what what, what the panel thinks, Hugh and, and Alec is you know, this is this is, I think this is the fifth time we've played Israel in the last 
you know, two years or two or three years. I just, from my point of view, and I think most of the games have been with, with, with Steve Clark, is, you know, when you play a team so so often, you know, and, and they're, they're ranked, you know, 40 odd places, you know, below us, you know, so we are, we are a better team. Even individually, we've got players, we've got better individual players than what they have. I, it worries me slightly. I'm behind Steve Clark and I want him to do great, and I think he will do well for us. But it worries me slightly the fact that we've played him so many times and he still can't figure out a way to beat them. I mean, Hugh, it kind of was a, a, a slight similarity to the other night in the sense that do we need to start starting games a bit more aggressively, a bit more yeah. on the front foot, and a bit more in, in terms of looking like we're trying to go out and, and win it? There are talented players within our squad. I would submit there are as many, if not more, talented players in our squad than uh, there are to be found in Israel's squad. But they're kept on the leash. And then when we finally go behind. They're let off the leash a bit It's time to start the game Off the leash uh, Because as I say Somewhere down the line We're going to have to make Our supporters And people in this programme say Wow Didn't see that coming We're going to have to beat someone That nobody thinks we'll beat It, it was Alex a, a distinct change First half to second Absolutely. half and Clearly that coincides With the formation change What did you make of the, the, the two halves and how you would compare them I'll have to say the first half was really poor I agree with the caller in terms of uh, Israel dominated possession For me the, the standout was the middle of the park The boy natural just constantly mm-hmm. dictating play And being allowed to dictate play yeah. God that was a worrying thing for me And then the boy at the back TB stepping out for the back as well And you're thinking mm-hmm. At some point we have to put a, pre- a press mm-hmm. on Because they were dictating the proceedings at that time And, and that for just me it didn't happen in the second half did it So why why did we play a part in allowing that to well, happen? F- firstly you're actually getting another man in a more advanced role Gordon So then you are stopping that more at source Because they ended up going with the four-two-three-one, Which allows you to get another body So they're not mm-hmm. getting that starting point Which allows Scotland I think if Scotland are going to do well Gordon You have to get tempo And you have to get guys like McGinn You have to get McTominay And use their power and play a British style of play Because with the greatest respect to these guys They're all top players But I don't see them dictating play And oh. taking control of a game So they have to get that I think Scotland are their best When they're getting tempo They're getting their wing backs Bombing mm. forward And we just didn't see that I wonder if Stevie Clark Is by nature and inclination A bit cautious You know He, he doesn't want to lose a game But sometimes And now We kind of knew that though Didn't we? We knew that first of all We would become hard to beat And we'll get on to the debate later on I'm sure about Should David Marshall have saved the goal or not But you know Is it undone by The long range strike And then you're left sort of chasing it If You are cautious by nature I'm not saying that necessarily Is a bad thing However At some point in group F We are going to have to throw caution to the winds And we are going to have to get The big Unexpected mm. win That alters The course Of Group F Nadim Does what you saw In the second half Is that a lesson Would you now Ditch the 3-5 Would you go 4-4-2 From now on I, th- I think In, in most games And against teams That are that are, With all respect Not as good as us I think Definitely got to go With the, with the four at the back mm. Definitely play as, as in the second half But against the bigger teams like Austria, the better teams Austria and and Denmark. I think yeah, you know maybe you can yeah. slip them in field a bit more and, and and go with that yeah. And there's a lot of debates within that. Then I suspect we have not yet shaken off the Tierney Robertson one. Is McTominay it'd be better actually keeping him at the back? What did you make of Shea Adams? There's a lot to take in. So keep the phones coming. Thank you, Nadim in Livingston. Uh, let's see what Joe in Carntine made of it. Pass marks for anyone, Joe, who who stood out for you. 
I didn't see the full game last night. I've, I've seen the first half, and then actually missed the second Unlucky. half. That was the worst bit. <laughs> and then obviously we played a wee bit better, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, I, I don't think, we've, we've got what we deserved out these past two games. We've we've not been attacking as much as we, we could have been. And I think, one of the points I'd say to Callum when I came on, it was, it was actually Davey, the fact that I actually enjoyed watching these international games over the past few days. Because it's been quite good What I have seen here In highlights And uh, watching it live It's been great The fact that there's been No VAR And I thought The game's been kept going A wee bit quicker It's as if When the referees Are making the decisions The players are just Accepting it And getting on with the game Instead of that When we're watching it On the usual channels And everything else And VAR It just It holds up the game I think the refs have been quite hopeless to be yeah, honest and yeah. I wouldn't have minded VAR on Ryan Christie's just, penalty shout the other night but. Just to go back to Joe's point about being more aggressive and so on and so forth I would like to see us go for the jugular against the Faroe Islands Now I'm, I'm not suggesting that they are just there as cannon fodder They did go a goal up against Austria last night However, if you're toiling at home to the Faroe Islands as we agreed earlier on just forget about World Cups You shouldn't be in them I would like to see us With the shackles off To see if it would build momentum Because we Before we play Denmark Which is the one after hmm. The Faroe Islands We have Euro 2020 to negotiate I'd like to see us use the Faroes On Wednesday night to Get a bit of fresh air Blowing through that team And get a few goals I, I, I could see Che Adams Getting his first international goal That would be terrific for us Going into the Euros Get the shackles off And let's go to it On Wednesday Alex were there Positives for you Or was it all A bit frustrating um, Listen I, I do like the ball Boy, Shea Adams um, I think he looked like He could make a difference See for me What I've seen In that short period of time Seeing what I've seen him In the English Premiership Gordon He is our standout striker And again It will be uh, judged on goals Who's right If he can get up and running Get into that, that, that championship Then there's a good chance That he could be Our number nine Over in, uh, in the Euros So uh, I liked his movement I liked his ability His close control uh, he's unselfish uh, side of the game as well He's tracking back So he's got a good work ethic about him as well So for me he was one of the standouts um, I thought McTominay gave another solid performance uh, Again it's, uh, There is always positives Because the positive would be the back four in the second half You know so yeah. Hugh says That allows you to get another body going forward now well, is, is that you're feeling now that we might look to that a bit more? Well listen this is the, what I'm going to say Gordon It's horses for courses I think against uh, the Pharaohs in, in, in Wednesday I think you can afford to go before. Allow your two fullbacks to bomb forward at will mm-hmm. because you're at home, you've got to take the game to them. As Hugh says, blow some wind through the squad. Allows you to get a good, strong performance going into the... Kieran Tierney at centre-back. Well, I thought he'd done really well, Gone. There was a couple of balls that got delivered in. Now, obviously, he's, he's lacking in height, mm-hmm. which would be an issue further down the line. But I thought last night's performance, I thought he'd done very well. All right, Joe, pleasure to speak to you. 01419511025. We're going to hear more from Stevie Clark next. And uh, says he was disappointed with the first half display, but we want to hear from you. Give us a call. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 to join in If you want to tweet you can do that as well Craig D says I'm a great believer Stevie Clark models himself on his previous number one Jose Mourinho And is very much a rather not lose a match Than win a match mentality He needs to start taking risks Paul wants us to start going for the jugular 
And play Dykes up front with Adams What about the phones though Let's hear from you on there Stevie Clark says he was disappointed in the first half But happier with the reaction To the changes at half time He says again the players showed good character To come from behind First half I thought Israel started the game very well Very well As we approached half time I, I could see us getting to half time nil nil. Uh, obviously conceded we a decent shot for distance was, was disappointing The tweaking the system at half time Seemed to help the second half And a much better second half As a team at the moment We're still growing We're still trying to get better uh, I think we We tend to get into good positions On the pitch And maybe like just a little bit of Quality in the final pass Or the, the, the final uh, Finish Execution of the the play but something that we can keep working on from being 1-0 down international football is difficult the last time we went 1-0 down just before half time in November we lost the game so we managed to get something out of the game this time so we'll take that as a positive and move on the timing of that goal is obviously an issue because as Stevie Clark says if you've not been at your best but you get in at half time and he makes those changes maybe you can you know, kick on in, in a more positive fashion should David Marshall have saved it? without doubt um, you know we all went mad about David Marshall in Belgrade when the penalty shootout uh, ended with his save um, but he is quality and it was just a bad touch that he got on it, 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 it a goalkeeper of his calibre should have saved it and quite easily I agree uh, I said at the time uh, he, he gets both hands to it Gordon he just doesn't do enough and uh, listen he's done great to get us to the, the penalty shootout I've, I'll be honest I actually thought he could have done better with the Austria one when he palms it the back owner. out yeah I know it bounces in front of him gone but I think he should be pushing it more mm. wider uh, to push it back into traffic and then the resulting goal so I think he's had a couple of difficult moments uh, mm-hmm. in both games uh, let's bring in Davy in Pollock and see what he makes of it hi Davy. Uh, hi everybody Good evening Hello What did you make of it? Uh, well I, I was, I'm going to agree with you here 150% uh, Clark To me Is far too negative As a manager Even when he was at Kilmarnock He uh, played against A good size Like Rangers Selleck played too hard Too many players Behind the ball The last two games He chased the game Right So that's, that's my first point mm-hmm. He chased the game He's waiting till the team Go Go uh, you're doing, doing a goal and then he's starting to make changes. To me, he's going to be more positive and play a mere attacking thing because it's sure saving, quite rightly so. I believe that Scotland, I mean, Scotland had a lot, a lot better talent on the park uh, last night, mm-hmm. but uh, they never used it until the second half. Scotland started coming into the game when they showed up, when Clark showed up a bottle to put people forward because he had to. to, to uh, Get back in the game And another point Is Gilmer But we'll come on to that In a minute Yeah okay well, yeah, it's, a, it's a fair point Hugh International football can you know There's a cycle there And you can only pick From a, a finite group of people uh-huh. We've had it in the past Where people would just say Do you know what we, we don't have good enough players We've not produced good enough players The, the reason that Stevie Clark for instance Will get a little bit of criticism From fans like Davey Is Most people agree That we've got a pretty good Group of players at the moment So can you then Get the best out of them When you're the manager Of Kilmarnock And you inherit A team who are Literally Rock bottom of the league And you leave them Third top of the league uh, And you've had your moments Your successes Against uh, Celtic and Rangers uh, That's fine You've you've lived up to The demands of the job The priority was to get Kilmarnock up The league table And Steve Clark Undoubtedly Was a success Mm. At doing that for me, the demands of international football are different and people want to see 
more flair. They want to see what we would like to think is our trademark. They they want to see fire, passion, call it what you will. And they're not getting it off Steve Clark at the moment. And that's why I say, starting with the Pharaohs, let's give it a go and and exploit mm. that talent that we know we possess. To be fair, Alex, I wonder if people would probably accept it. See if we were feeling our way into games and, and maybe not flying out the traps, but we're then going on to win them. That's a different story because you're saying, right, okay, it's might not it's not dream attacking it, football, yeah. but okay, I can see it and we're winning. We are we are a bit harder to beat. We're not losing those games. We're showing character to get back in. Yeah. But is it about that 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 next step? You have to go a step further, Gordon. You have to start grinding out results. And uh, listen, I think when you see the game on Wednesday night, there's no, no two ways about it. It has to go for the jugular. It has to get three points because when you look at the next fixtures, the next uh, when they come around to September, Denmark and Austria are away or Dover at home. So three points is the, the minimum. And I would imagine a good performance as well because obviously we've got the Euros. Mm. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how this is. But I would imagine... It's a, I, I think you take all sorts of negatives and positive out of a game, Gordon. You have to analyse it. I think the thing that he will take out of that game, Israel at home, he'll go to a back four because he needs to get an extra body up the pitch because mm-hmm. he needs to chase the game. And I think uh, against the smaller teams, mm-hmm. that will most certainly be the case. So now he's he, he gone for a back three. Yeah. He's now gone for the mix and match depending on the opposition. You, and it has to be more brave. Do you get the added frustration, though, that because we've seen Israel so many times, how on earth did the game pan out the same as the rest? That's what people were kind of scratching their heads last night and saying it's not like we haven't seen this, this before. This movie before, yeah. And they have some good players. There's no doubt about that. And technically, they're actually yeah. not bad. But their world ranking shows you that we tend to make them look a little bit better than they are. Yeah, listen, and I think last night was a prime example. Now, if you look at the first half, Gordon, I thought we were very passive. I've already mentioned the boy in that show and Perez in the middle of the park. For me, when Scotland are good against this type of opposition, they're aggressive. They get in their faces and then, I'll give you a prime example. See the goal that we score. We have a turnover of possession in the halfway line, Hugh, up the pitch, a wee bit of magic and a goal. And that's because we play like the Scotland team of old Where mm-hmm. they get in people's faces They get ahead of steam And that was what happened in the second half And then we do actually now have players With a little bit of quality in the final third For Shea Adams to get it and run with it And give it to Ryan Fraser Yeah, yeah listen, I, I actually thought Wee Fraser was quite poor on the night I actually was looking for a lot more You know, I think he's been brilliant in the past He scored earlier on uh, this year for Scotland as well He hasn't had a great season But the finish is top draw mm-hmm. You know, how he drags it back through the defenders and Marciano doesn't have a chance in, in the goal So I would like to see more of that For wee Fraser I'd like to see him throughout the game A lot more impact But I think with the boy Shea Adams up front And the the, the the tweak of system I think we can actually start looking positive Because I agree with all the callers Shu says it as well We have got six guys playing in English Premiership Sprinkled with guys for Celtic uh, Christie in the bench We've got three other guys for English Premiership So we're not really struggling mm-hmm. for quality uh, Davey what was your other point? The boy Turnbull And there's a good player In your country mm-hmm. But when you go down to England And you watch Gilmer Gilmer Is a player that can unlock defences He's phenomenal I support, I'm a Liverpool fan And last last year When Gilmer was under Lambert They played the full game Against Liverpool He got man of the match He totally controlled The full game Now he's 19 years of age And it's the same With the young boy Patterson And Tumble to a certain extent. Patterson should be getting a chance to a right back because we're, I don't think we're going to qualify for the World Cup. 
but we're in we're in uh, a good a good place now that we're qualified for the Euros. So why not try some of these mm. kids out, especially Gilmer? What a talent, and he's not getting him a game. The the, the point uh, is well made, I think, by Davy because you know you look at England, Jude Bellingham from Dortmund. He's seventeen years old, and he's in the England team, not the other twenty ones, the England team. So we have got to be thinking about the Gilmers of this world. Um, but my concern would be at which point they bring him in. Because here we are, he's not in the squad. Next up, the Euros. They bring him in for the Euros. And then he would be assimilated into the squad before we have that month that Alec describes in September, where you've got Denmark mm-hmm. and Austria away. Um he is a talent mm-hmm. That might be the time to introduce him Where do you stand on this debate Alex? Because everybody who has laid eyes on him Agrees yeah. he's a talent There is no doubt about that But we do have good midfielders Absolutely, We've got established yeah. midfielders And believe me Massive fan of Billy Gilmore But you, you can't fail to point out That he's made 8 appearances this season One against Barnsley One against Luton One against Morecambe No, I know if he had been playing more often Then it makes the decision a lot easier And I hear people saying as well You don't always have to be playing We've done it in the past But it's unlikely yeah. that you're going to do it With an uncapped player You might turn Remember was Alan Hutton was a great example We didn't really have any right backs at the time He was bombed out at whatever his club was But he, he still played for Scotland you're Was unlikely, it Aston Villa? I you're think unlikely it was time, to do that with an uncapped Are you more unlikely to do it Should yeah. I say with an uncapped player? Gordon, uh, I said it was an opportunity to put with a friendly recently as well, and I thought I felt as if it was a chance to bring some of these young guys in, just to have a look at them, Hugh, just to have them round about the squad, not necessarily to play. Turnbull, I was crying out for him. So you're looking to try and get a winner last night, Hugh. Oh. You see Turnbull over the course of the last, I don't know, four months or whatever it is, he's been at Celtic when he's actually established playing in the team. He can get a goal out of anything. I like Billy Gilmore. I think he is the future. But I would like to see them in and about the squad mm-hmm. just to see how they cope and amongst it because so who, who misses out of that squad no, midfield to 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 let them in? Well, this is the problem you have is Gordon because we've got McTominay, mm-hmm. we've got McGinn. Doesn't need to be a midfielder, by the way. You could say we're carrying three left backs. Do we need yeah, no, Greg Taylor yeah, as an extra? Possibly. We're carrying quite a few centre backs. Andy Considine and, and others haven't had any game time. Yeah, no, so no, far. I take your point on and if you want to try and get the boy in just to have a look at him, Gordon, then by all means do that because I think for, for me, these guys will most certainly have unbelievable careers for Scotland because of the technical ability. I said to you off air in the last break, I want to see a Scotland midfielder who can go on the ball, mm-hmm. dictate the play, make things happen, and actually start controlling games more. I know you look at McTominay, he's very good, athletic. You look at McGinn. Uh, Callum McGregor He's kind of off the pace A strength. little bit at the moment But what I'm saying is You've got a lot of Real quality players Playing at a good level And when you've not got Gilmore playing mm. Gordon It's difficult to then Bring him in And play him Because you imagine You brought him in And played him for a couple of games And the campaign's out the window So if there was a friendly Somewhere You could you know Get these boys in Then that would be ideal It's a good point Davey We could argue about that one all night Thank you Let's go straight to Darren In Bells Hill What did you Take away from last night Darren? Steve Clark Should he be Scotland manager? Ooh, right, okay, why not? He's too negative. Like the players that we've got, they play in the Premier League. Some play for Celtic, some play when, Ra- when Rangers players come in. They play for top teams and they, mm-hmm. they're attacking players. At Kilmarnock, he played that sort of everybody behind the ball, passive, comfortable field. Last night when we played, we're playing against Israel, and he's got Ryan Fraser, Shea Adams, but in 
I can't remember who played on the other side, but they were thumping the ball up to him, mm-hmm. up to Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser's tiny. He's not a big boy, can he? He's not going to be able to bring the ball down against six foot four, six foot five centre backs. And then only in the second half when he changed it did they actually start playing decent football. I'm not saying that it is working or that it's going to work, Darren. But but just on that that kind of logic, you know, about Kilmarnock and kind of holding that against him, he, he made Kilmarnock punch above their weight. And, and is that not the hope that that he'll do that for us? And whether that is by by being stuffy and and being a little bit passive at times, if he could make us punch above our weight the way that he made Kilmarnock punch above theirs, would it not be considered a success? It works against. Bigger teams yeah. Israel are not bigger than Scotland They True. don't have the same calibre of players as We should have been out there In minute one In their faces Making sure they don't have time with the ball there was, At one point the centre backs are push, pushing up yeah. With the ball to the halfway line Before somebody even engaged them there, There's a subtle difference for me between Negativity And caution And I don't think that he is Definitively a negative manager Stevie Clark But he's a cautious manager And he erred on the side of caution To get Kilmarnock up the league table And it, we made him manager of the year As a consequence And he did a, a job that was undoubtedly successful But there are other demands Placed upon you international mm. level I don't believe he's negative I do believe he's cautious See on the point you know, Darren you, you don't think he he should be the manager I'm assuming you don't think he should be sacked after two draws, though. Oh, you know, with a Euros round the corner. Definitely not. But right. I, I was scrolling. I was scrolling through Twitter last night, and there was a point made about he's played Israel four times and failed to beat them four times. Mm-hmm. For me, if you're if you're a manager, and you're you're constantly developing how to defeat teams. If you're playing somebody four times a year, you should know how to beat them by the second time, the second or third time that you play them. Or does he, he go into the match, Darren, thinking, right, we've had a draw with Austria um, at home. I really don't want to lose this game. Otherwise, I know what's coming next uh, from fans and media alike. But then that's, that, that's Darren's point, isn't it, Darren? That's not the mindset you want to see. I, I want Scotland to be, it's like Alex said, Scotland need to be in the faces of everybody. It's all right playing the way we played in the first half against the if we were playing France or we're playing Spain, England, play that and then try and hit them on the counter eye. But against Israel, Austria, these are teams that we should be beating. We need to be in their face. We need to be showing them that you can't bring that ball out. For the minute that keeper passes the ball out to the centre back, we should be pressing right up in front of them. If we get caught out, we've got defenders at the back that are capable of defending. Yeah, it's a fair point, Darren. Thank you very much. Nice to hear from you, Darren, in Bells Hill. This is a great time to call because we're going to get some travel, and that means you could be up next. Let's hear you. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray is here. Hugh Kevens is alongside them. They're both waiting for you. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. 55PK says we're in trouble if we're saying we can't have Gilmore, Patterson, and Turnbull. Because McGregor, O'Donnell and McLean are in the squad When those players are poor or out of form We can ruin our best generation of players in 20 years With Stevie Clark says 55pk So some some mild grumblings of frustration out there Hugh Keevans Listen, we qualified in November The Euros haven't started yet And undoubtedly the time will come for Gilmer, Patterson and Turnbull But you're not going to put them all into the team right now As the Euros begin why not? 
Well, listen, you possibly you could, Gordon, but listen, he, he mentioned McGregor there, but the other midfielders as well, you've got Armstrong, McTominay, McGinn, you know, they're all playing at a very good level, Gordon, and on a regular basis. Uh, yeah, I suppose the argument would be other positions. I think there was a follow-on tweet from 55 saying, does Liam Palmer need to be in the squads? Then I guess there's, he's the only spare right-back at the moment. And um, yeah, who'd be an international manager? Hey, let's bring in Paul in the Merchant City. Paul, put us all right. Hi. How's it going? Hey, Paul. Good. Good, Gordon. Just to compliment you on the keeping everyone in shape in the in the show. Oh, I don't know about that, Paul. Doing a good job. That's a, that's an impossible task. But anyway, what did you make of last night? <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I'm just going to listen to the previous callers. I think everyone's been uh, overcritical with Stevie Clark. I mean, if you just look at how seamlessly he's came in. Uh, he's on air, uh, Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes without any fanfare. Uh, he's uh, he stopped the David Marshall without any... I mean, he, he seems to avoid criticism in the way that maybe Gordon Strachan did with uh, bringing Scott Brown back. And we always seem to have drama around the Scot- Scotland squad. And he seems to get rid of all of that. Um, even, even not picking Turnbull, which I personally would have done, uh, has went without any fanfare. Um, he's 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 all about incremental improvement, apparently, and that is a Mourinho thing. Uh, and I think you can see that uh, a blind man can see that there's incremental improvement uh, all around the pitch. You make it the obvious kind of counter to that, Paul, has been along a similar theme all night. Of yeah, yeah, you know what, we're, we're, we're no bad. We've we're a bit harder to beat and so on. But if we want to make tournaments. We need to come off the leash a, bit, a little bit and, and we need to go on the front foot and actually beat teams. Is, is that fair? Yeah, I, I, I get that, but you know, we're, we're never happy in Scotland. You know, we, we haven't qualified for so long. Uh, the guy's got us to a tournament. He seems to have all these. And I think you also have to take into account the potential egos in the squad, the, the Robertson Tierney thing, uh, you know, McTomney being a, a Man United uh, first pick. And, and he's handling all of these guys. Uh, even dropped Callum McGregor the other night there uh, for the first game without any any big fanfare. Um, so I mean, I, I think he's I think he's doing a great job, and I think he's got the players playing for him, and I think everybody knows their job. And it wasn't that long ago, you know, if you want to go back to Alec McLeish era, you know, where nobody you knew there was just chaos everywhere, and 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 training sessions that. Uh, Mar Hall and all this kind of stuff so you know from my point of view I can see a guy who's worked under the best and he's putting it putting it into practice like, I mean to, to be fair the, the previous regime got the, a couple of results in the Nations League which laid the foundation for us for us to get there but that, that's maybe another discussion we, we... to be fair on the topic of uh, egos I don't think McTominay Robertson or Tierney have ever demonstrated ego mm. uh, they get on with the job they, they play wherever they are asked to play and uh, they have not created one problem for Steve Clark. I understand the point that you're making about incremental improvement. However, we haven't won any of the last five. And when managers don't win, uh, just ask Robbie Nielsen right now how things are. I mean, we're not at the stage of Stephen Kenny yet, where 10 games have gone by and not one win since he became the Republic of Ireland manager. But people... We're looking for more last night After the game against Austria We're just looking for Scotland to be A little more expansive than they were Yeah, I, I agree uh, Listen, I think when he came in I thought it was a really good bit of momentum going They managed to get the, the penalty win, Gordon The, the nation was uh, over the moon 
And obviously going into this next campaign Which is a bit strange Because we've still got to compete In the Euros in the summer But we would expected a better uh, Start mm-hmm. to this campaign That's for sure Do you think we, think we struggle with Being in a middle ground right Because I can see We're getting tweets Clark out essentially uh-huh. Now we're going, to the, we're going to the Euros And whilst it's not It's not been good Do not misunderstand That has not been good The last couple of games you, you ain't sacking No one is no, sacking no, no, a manager no. On the back of that but, but there genuinely is a, And whether that's just Twitter I don't know Do you think we struggle With just being mm, Alright we're kind of stuck In a little bit of a rut And we're not brilliant But we're also not terrible Is there an overreaction then Because I, I feel like After two draws You shouldn't really be seeing That many sack the manager tweets Well you know th- th- There's an overreaction let, 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 Sorry let Paul back in first you. But I think if you look at The second half of last night Ryan Fraser has four or five four or five chances where he, he, he either takes on the man or they get space out there with, with the change in formation and the, the, the final ball, you know, and, and you know David Prohn mentioned on, on commentary, uh, the, the final ball in at times where we had men going into the box and we did did, did play with a bit of courage. So you know it's it's all it's all fine margins in terms of. Uh, the chances created are, are, the, are the the second ball, the, the, the final ball, if you like, was wanting. Um, and all it would take is, is maybe somebody like James Forrester that have you in that position, then then things are things are different. So I, I think the performance, certainly in the second half last night, um, you, you can't, apart from getting the, the obvious winning goal, you, you can't have a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of complaints with it. To use all the modern day terminology, Oh, this will be good. The optics weren't great. So the optics are much improved if you go out and take three, four off the Fairwilds on Wednesday night. Overreaction, this is the world capital of overreaction. They're outside Ann Budge's house with banners and they're uh, saying Ann Budge stole hearts. Ann Budge saved hearts. Uh, so overreaction is just part of what goes on in our game. I'd love to see us go and have a real good Positive performance against the Pharaohs and score a few goals, and I guarantee you that everyone will feel a bit better. Well, then. Maybe not though, because that I mean that is almost a bare minimum, isn't it? I, I know, but we can only do what we can do mm. against the Pharaohs, and then we'll have a couple of friendlies, mm. and then we'll go into the Euros, and what will be will be once we get there. But at the moment, five games under Steve Clark since uh, Belgrade in November, no none won. Uh, see, the, you have to make the optics see, look see better. See, the thing is, I don't think the Austria results particularly bad, but when you go into that game last night, knowing the three points are a must. In isolation, neither of those results are bad, are they? Really, yeah. but it's the it's kind of the, it's the combination. It's the combination, Gordon. But the thing is, I think is, and I think one of the callers says, when you've played them four times, you should have a strategy that's actually going to get your result against them, whether it's home or away. Mm. Because as I said, I think the personnel we have is better than theirs. And the performance But in particular the first half Now it depends on how you approach this Because the second half was better But it just wasn't mm. enough To actually get the result we were looking for Paul the second half was obviously better And you mentioned it yourself Does that mean we've now Did, did we learn anything from the second half Which makes you think That's the way to go about things from here on? Well, I, think, I think the change of formation Was, was, was always a uh, And I mean I, You know I don't think there's enough been made I know it's only a couple of games But to, to, to go back and have the lad Adams change his mind and okay he's not going to get in uh, ahead of Harry Kane to this world and Raheem Sterling's or what have you but I just like the way he goes about his business without any fanfare 
it's maybe not as pretty as, as what we need. But as you say, we, we don't seem to be able to do middle ground. You know, um, it's fine margins and I think patience is needed. And, and I think playing the way that he, he set us out to begin with, will stand us in good stead uh, in the harder games against the likes of Denmark. Certainly hope you're right. Thank you to Paul in the Merchant City. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. You know the script on Monday night's Beat the Pundit, a renewed sense of optimism for the week ahead. Who will come out on top? Will it be the pundits? Will it be you listeners? Let's find out. 0141-951-1025. The lines do close at seven o'clock, so you'll need to be quick. If you want to play Beat the Pundit, your chance is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. You can get in touch on the phones. Understandably, lots of reaction coming in. To Scotland's draw in Israel last night Bit of a mixed bag Some people saying That's nah, not that bad It's a long old group There's still time Others um, not so happy uh, So whatever side of the fence you're on Give us a call And if you want to talk about something Completely different That's fine as well Let's hear from you On the phones Or on Twitter I've had a little look at these questions I think they're quite tough tonight oh Sorry to oh, say Pat. I think producer Callum I think all the fame Has gone to his head over the weekend From the Mark Wilson oh, video That he made yes. With the fake adverts He's like barely would Look at me earlier on Thinks he's You know The fame The size ah, of the ego He's, and he's stuff, been born so. about the office As if he um, owns a place now So maybe that's why The questions are harder But let's find out Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay Let's see what we can do At the start of a new week Is it going to be The pundits or the listeners That get off to the best start Stuart Is in York Hill How are you Stuart? Very well thank you Good stuff you ever, you? you ever played before? No, my first time mm, Right, first time, okay Would you have a preference or are these two equally as hopeless as each other? <laughs> Both <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's too scared to say Just in case you just in case you rub it right in at the end I know where York Hill is, I used to live near there I'll be over at your mm, place quite a f- you, you might have to chap a few doors before you find them Let's toss the coin Heads will be um, the, the York Hill derby then Stuart against you And tails it will be Alex Ray Ooh, his heads, you've got your wish Mr Keevans Oh dear So it'll be you up against Stuart Did you hear about the The little prank we played on Wilson and DL on Thursday Now let's just say we're glad it wasn't on one of your night Because <laughs> I, I don't think I could have this on my conscience You know usually at this time I press the button You listen to Clyde too Yes Well someone, again not me I couldn't possibly take responsibility Stitched them up So rather than listening to Clyde too They were listening to some Very Interesting <laughs> Music okay. Sort of with Sound effects Much like I said the other night The way I described it Much like some of those films That Gordon Dale probably watches Around yes. about half eleven at night Yes um, yes And those two had to let And you should have seen the look on their face Because I knew what was happening obviously of So course. I pressed the button and, the and I could see it just sinking in As they thought they were listening to Whatever it was George Michael And all of a sudden Something <laughs> completely different Right No such pranks on you tonight Have some Clyde too Good He's given me He's he's still alive Stuart That's how I know he's listening yeah. He's not yeah. listening to the same soundtrack As the other night 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock Up against Hugh And you can pass Happy with that? Yeah Let's go 30 seconds Your time starts now Who scored an own goal For Hearts on Saturday? Pass How many times Did Scotland play Israel in 2020? Three Name either current Premiership manager Who used to manage Aloha Pass Name any English side That Alan Thompson played for 
Who was the only Rangers player to score a league hat-trick last season? Okay. Which foreign country has the most players playing in Scotland? Okay. Who scored both of Dundee United's penalties this season? Okay. Just take a guess, anyone at Dundee United, go on <laughs> Pass. Right, okay, that's fine, let's bring back Hugh Keevans, can you hear us Hugh? I can Same set of questions to you okay. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now Who scored an own goal for Hearts on Saturday? Andy Irving How many times did Scotland play Israel in 2020? Five Name either of the current Premiership managers who used to manage Alawa um, Jim Goodwin Name any English side that Alan Thompson played for uh, Newcastle Who was the only Rangers player to score a league hat-trick last season? Um, Morelos Which foreign country has the most players playing in Scotland? Um, France Okay, okay Stuart, did the nerves get to you? Yeah is it, is it true what they all say every night Much harder when you're actually on? Yes, I think they are a bit harder They were hard I tonight, yeah I know, see to be fair They were, I do have a bit of sympathy for you I thought they were tricky um, Let's find out who scored the own goal for Hearts on Saturday Andy Irving, Hugh Gorrick goes 1-0 in front How many times did Scotland play Israel in 2020? It's three, Stuart oh. Gorrick and he's level one all Name either of the Premiership managers who used to manage Alawa You had the choice of Jim Goodwin or Ross. Jack Thank Ross Ross. Hugh Keevans goes 2-1 in front Name any English side Alan Thompson played for Newcastle Bolton Aston Villa Leeds Or Hartlepool So I'm afraid you miss out Stuart um, Hugo's Is that 3-1? 3-1 yeah. uh, The only Rangers player To score a league hat-trick Last season Arfield Jermaine Defoe Defoe mm. Mm, There we go um, Which foreign country Has the most players Playing in Scotland That was obviously a guess I could tell by the tone Of your voice When yeah. you said France <laughs> And you were right Ooh, oh, wow. I mean Stuart Ooh. Talk about Better to be lucky Than good Stuart What are you up against here He's, he's guessing countries Of all the countries He's guessed one And it was exactly. correct um, Unfortunately exactly. Nicky Clark has scored Dundee United's penalties yeah. This season So that was a, a Was that a 4 A 4-1 four, win For Hugh Keevans Hardline Stuart yeah, it's not Exactly. We'll get you up to two next time. That was Stuart <laughs> in York Hill. 01419511025. Good. Very good, Stuart. He's, he's racking up the wins these days. We, we actually signed a few balls pre, prior to going on air, so none needed tonight. I, I just thought Thomas Robert and uh, plenty others there. Um, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm interested that you started with Thomas Robert rather than like. Because because we, everyone knows about Edward and then Sham and Julian, but we think mm -hmm. Thomas Robert. So what you're trying to say is you you think on a different level to everyone. I think yes. reverse. No one doubts that. I can I can fully get behind that. I can't that. change a clock when they go forward an hour, but I can think Thomas Robert. He did straight away. Sat was it Sunday morning text? Every clock in the house. He's struggling oh, the, the oven. Every the Nokia. clock tells a different time. I have to be honest with you. Some of mine are still in the same one. You just I, wait for another six no, months. No, and then no, no. Once I get my finger out of, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It's I mean, the autumn phones some do it themselves, don't they? Yeah. Well, Why is it always the cooker? It's the cooker the or the car, microwave. The car, the car doesn't do it. Oh come on! That fancy thing you've brought into the car Absolutely, park that'll yeah. change itself. It no, must do. Me, I'd be taking that back. Well, Honestly. if I went to Taggart's, I might have got a, a few extras. This, this is the podcast advert that Alex is referring to, which we stitched up um, Mark Wilson with. Very funny. If you've not seen the video, go to, to Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, yeah, Some response, it's, it's been brilliant. And fair play to him, though. Yeah, no, he took it in the not, chin. not everyone can laugh at themselves. That's, that, take, that is a real... Skill. It is. I'm not sure I could, and I'm not sure uh -huh. some of you could, but he did. And I did it on a regular basis, don't worry. Fair play to him. 
Right, anyway, hopefully you get your clocks sorted, Hugh Keevens. A nation is um, some, worried about you. Some rooms in my house are autumn and some are spring. Let's go back to the phone. So 1419511025. I'll tell you what we'll do. Set the scene a little bit more first and hear again from the Scotland camp. Remember, if you not, not everyone likes international football. I completely get it. Mm. So if you're sitting there and thinking, this is not my cup of tea, pick up the phone and change the subject. No problem with that whatsoever. What about you Hearts fans? How angry or otherwise are you after... The weekend And if there's anything else Aberdeen fans Still getting to terms With their new management team Celtic, Rangers Whatever you want Pick up the phone Let's hear a bit more From the Scotland camp And Stephen O'Donnell He says there were positives That they can take from last night He thinks that The group will go Right down to the wire So despite the slow start That it's all to play for Only come the end of the tournament Or the, the campaign can you, can you really see If it was a missed opportunity I certainly think Being undefeated In the first two games Is a positive start Um we knew from the get-go that this was going to be a tight group. There's um, very, not much between a lot of the teams. And we need to make sure we don't slip up badly. Um, going down again, it, it could have happened, but we, we came together and got the draw. Um, and hopefully, got a very tough game coming at Hamden, off the back of a, a, a difficult journey, um, to hopefully get the three points. And, and then if we're sitting with five points at the end of the, the camp, it's, there's a lot more maybe positivity around the, the media. But it's a... Uh, a positive start But maybe we'd, we'd have obviously liked to be in a maybe better position But it's certainly going to be a very tight group And if Andy thought this wasn't going to go to the wire Then it certainly is Stating the obvious here perhaps But, but sure, that's the way the camp has to feel Is sure. it not? Because yeah. at two games gone Fans can All they want Say Ah it's over We're not going to get there now Fine Knock yourself out If the players start thinking like that That's when we're in deep trouble as soon as the manager says I can't tell the future I can't tell you Whether this is a good Bad or indifferent result Then the players Have to follow that line And I would like to compliment uh, Stephen O'Donnell Because I listened to All of his interview Last night And he handled questions From the Israeli press As well as our own press And he handled uh, All manner of topics Of conversation And he did it Extremely well So I compliment him On that I compliment him On his two games Against Austria And Israel and he is clinging to the belief that you're two games into the group is a long way to go. However, I will say to Stephen, as I said of Steve Clark, sure, take that point of view. But sometimes p- people can smell burning, and you know that doesn't mean to say that they're wrong. I think Archie might be along a similar theme. Archie, how are you feeling as a Scotland fan at the moment? Oh, it's shocking! Really shocking. Stevie Clark, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. Somebody told me he was a good manager. I wonder if that was the Steve Clark they were talking about. Because how can you defend a Hampton Park against Israel? I mean, come on, guys. See, when this group was made, was drawn, I said, what a wonderful chance for Scotland to reach the World Cup finals. We've avoided Belgium, Germany, the Englands, Denmark, I mean, Austria, that team, Austria. You, you, the result tells you uh, we, could, we should have won that because we were one down. Then, then, then we started playing. Then we go two one down, and we come back and get the score again. Now we should have won the game. What I'm concerned about, as it's been a couple of seconds, guys, to explain, is the space we're giving these teams. It's unbelievable. The respect that he gave Austria was unbelievable. I mean, who are Austria? 
I mean, okay, they're not a bad team. They're probably in our league, I would say, our, roughly, roughly, maybe slightly better than us. But the way you get the respect they gave them, you thought it was Belgium or England or thing, or Brazil. He never, never pressed them on nothing. There was no pressing. They had the whole half, the, the half, their half to come up and attack Scotland. That's how they got the, uh, and that's how Israel got that goal as well. Israel, that long shot goal. Nobody came near him. There was nobody near him for 20 yards near him when the boys scored the goal. But what, he's got to start uh, getting his players to attack. We are, we are not, I know we're not as great as we used to be, but we're certainly better than Israel and Russia, I would say. And I don't know if we're going to qualify now, to tell you the truth. I can't see Scotland taking a point off of Denmark at all. And, we're very, and if he starts playing the way he started when we go to Vienna, we're not, we've got nothing there as well. It's mm. still early days. And first rate, to what rate could change? Because if Denmark beat Austria, and we, we should beat the Fiddles. We'll be in the second spot, certainly. But you have to cut out all this respect nonsense to teams that are below us, I think. Well, you can't cut out all that respect nonsense. It's international football. Um, I said that, you know, sometimes you can smell burning. I think Archie sees a towering inferno somewhere. Um, Archie's left the toast in the toaster, yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that qualification for Euro 2020 gives Steve Clark a free pass for life. What I am saying is that he did that job, therefore he gets that credit in the bank. The first two games for me, Austria and Israel, have been mediocre in terms of performance and results. We now need, as I said at the very start of the programme, to get the result that alters the complexion mm. of the group. The one that you were not forecast to get, we need to beat Denmark either home or away. And I think we need to get a good result against Austria in Vienna. A win would be the one that would change the course of the group. Alex, where is yeah. the where where do you sit on this? Right, because Austria are ranked twenty third in the world. Right. They're a good bit above us. We are forty eighth. Right, so we can't just decide that we are better than Austria, and we can't just say that we should be beaten. You know, there's a kind of ranking system there which of gives you an indication. Is. However. Is there still a bit of truth in what Archie's saying? Because you know, where's your belief? Where's your where is your ambition? Why don't you back the players that are there to say, well, actually, we believe we're better than forty eighth, and, and why why aren't we going out to really go on the front foot and beat Austria at home? Gordon, I said earlier on the show, I would I would like to see Scotland more on the front foot. I'd like to see them press teams, uh, particularly teams that are less than us, people round about us. I'd like to see them pressing. I thought last night we were. Tepid Particularly in the first half I think they tempoed up We actually got fortunate That we actually were in at half time It was only one Because it could have been Quite easily more They missed a couple of good opportunities And You're then having to change your shape Rejig it To try and get a result Now there could have been A penalty on Ryan Christie uh, I think it was a really good claim for that There was a possibility That they uh, Had a good uh, Goal Disallowed as well With a mm-hmm. header It was a slight push Possibly on Kieran Tierney So there was a couple of Decisions that may well have fell away but I still think we have to be a lot more aggressive against teams. I, I don't. Mm. I don't take Archie's point in terms of Austria you know, mugs because for me they're a very good team. They're littered with people for the Bundesliga, uh, and you know they, they, they're no anybody's mugs. But I still think even on that game we could mm-hmm. maybe have been a wee bit more aggressive as I, well. I, I don't say this to try and get any heat taken off Scotland. I, I don't. I'm not really bothered. You know, uh-huh. that's that's not the aim. But just as a as an aside, if you like, see when you look through some of the results last night, it, it did remind you that. If you're not at it And maybe if you're away from home International football isn't 
Yeah. As, as straightforward as we sometimes make out. I mean, Denmark beating Moldova 8 0 is the outlier, right? But, you know, apart from that, I noticed that Spain went to Georgia and had to get a 94th minute winner, I think it yeah. was. Spain and Georgia, you know? Stevie, Stevie Clark made sure that he catalogued each and every one of those results last night in his post match. Oh, I, I must admit, I hadn't seen that part of it. Yeah, he, he catalogued every one. That, that, that you've just mentioned like Switzerland were at home to Lithuania I think it was a, it was a 1-0 even even England going to Albania and only winning by two yeah. you know it, it, it's a bit of a cliche now isn't it to say there are no easy games in international football but it, it does sort of show that if you're not at it or you're away from home and teams are a little bit stuffier Luxembourg's another one Gordon I'll you be know, in Ireland here I think Stevie Clark sensed given the line of questioning that he was facing last night he sensed that his back was being placed against a wall. And so he, quite rightly and justifiably, mentioned others who had struggled on the night, including a Spanish side that, you know, we all revere. Mm. So he's entitled to that comment. We isolate our own country. We look at the two games so far, not good enough. We look at the Pharaohs on Wednesday. We need a positive yep. win there. And then... Mm. We must grow from there and move. I think, in a nutshell, we're asking the manager to take the game to the opposition more than he does. If we don't get a result on Wednesday night, <laughs> you think pressure, you think it's oh. bad tonight. Wait, you see. And, and, and to be fair, just because other people struggle doesn't mean it's it's okay for, for you to. I just thought it was worth mentioning just for 10 seconds. Then we'll get back to battering everybody. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Archie, uh, on the line. Let's bring in George and see what he thinks. Hi, good evening, panel. Thank you. I can't actually believe the hysteria from the Scottish fans because why not? This is what we do, George. Yeah, I know that. I know that. That's your job. I think oh, not us. I'm just talking about in this part of the world. We we, we get pretty heated we, up, don't we? We've been quite balanced, George. <laughs> of course. I think the, the the two draws are actually two good results. Um, we will beat the Pharaohs on Wednesday, and we'll be second because Austria. Uh, yes, got a lot of good players, but never really deliver. You know, they conceded two against us. They conceded against the Pharaohs. Uh, Denmark will have a... They will win on, on Wednesday evening. No doubt about that. Uh, and we will win on Wednesday evening, and we will be second. And I think that is our best opportunity. Denmark will run away with that particular section. Um, you know, and Scotland always have a big result in them somewhere. Whether it's a 1-0 against Denmark at Hamden or a 1-0 against Austria and Vienna, we've got that as we've done really well, we've qualified. Let's be a bit positive here, guys, and let's you know, let's look forward. Not don't don't look backwards, look forward. Well, I, I would suggest to you, George, and, I, and I'm trying to come down the road with you on the, the positivity route, but I would suggest to you that if we are second on Wednesday night, it will be like an optical illusion. Because we then still have to go Because we'll have played the Pharaohs And, yeah. and others won't have And uh, we then have to go to Copenhagen And to Vienna And uh, the optical illusion could be severely distorted by then uh, So we can't assume anything about anything And I, I, I've made the point all night long We need the win in Copenhagen and or the win in Vienna If we are to alter the, the course of this group At the same time George I am all for your positivity No problem with it at all Is it about time we tried to maybe just Kick it up another notch though Try and, and get a bit more momentum Get get a, a real feel good factor A little bit that's maybe dipped 
slightly? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you look at that team, it's, it's sprinkled through the team are fantastic players. You know, Robertson, Tierney, Armstrong, Shea Adams, I think, is a big plus. Uh, others, you know, the, the whole team is actually very good. And it's got some workman guys in there, like Hanley, etc. That's fine. You're, you're going to have that in every team. You're going to have that in a Wales team. You're going to have an England team. So we've got it in the Scotland team. And I, I think every game these guys get, they're getting better and better and better. I think we should respect the work that they do on our behalf, you know, for the flag, etc., etc. And I think we could be the dark horse in this group. I sure hope so. Thank you very much, George, who's a Rangers fan in Guruk. Um, well, Scotland on his mind tonight, of course. Um, just on that, Alex, before we go, yeah. this might be the first time, right? 20 past seven. So we've been at it for quite a while. We've had lots of calls, lots yes. of passion calls, and nothing yet on how are we going to fit Tierney and Robertson into this team? I wasn't going to bring it up Because I assumed that the callers would Because yep. they always do um, Not yet though Is there still a Is there still a question mark? Well listen I think uh, Andy Robertson Has If you talk about players Not playing at the level He performs for uh, His club He's mm-hmm. he's very much in that bracket uh, Gordon He he managed to get into Some really decent areas Last night And his final ball Which is not up to standards Now people will go He's better, he's usually playing with Manny and Firmino and all these guys But it doesn't stop you from putting the ball in the right area He was overhitting it, he was hitting the first man and things So I think there'll be a source of frustration for that for Andy as well Because, you know, he's a, a player who tries to hit really high levels So I think there'll be a frustration there But the problem you've got is, you know, Tierney can fit in there um, So would you put Andy Robertson out of the team and then we go win our centre-half? Possibly I, I think... Um your obligation is to get your best players in the park And I, I think that we have to have Robertson and Tierney And I didn't think that they let us down Either person uh, I thought Tierney was terrific In the back At the left hand side of the central defence yeah. um, And we're talking about his aerial ability I thought one of the best defensive headers of the night Was Kieran mm. Tierney um, So for me I would find it difficult to understand Why you would leave either out of the team um, That's To be fair I, I now I don't see many people Suggesting we leave Kieran Tierney out of the team At the no, moment No it's all Robertson I, I understand that People always say Of Stephen O'Donnell He's a better Scotland player Than he's a Motherwell player uh, And For sure At the moment Robertson's a better Liverpool player Than he's a Scotland player uh, But Given his talent He will come back And will prove to be um, a potential match winner for us Alright 01419511025 I keep saying Don't just sit there And think I'm not bothered About this international break anymore If you want to talk club football Let's do it Hearts fans You must be A little bit disappointed In the last two results If you want to talk about that Aberdeen fans You've got the new management team To digest You Celtic and Rangers fans What's on your mind Give us a call Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here Still plenty of time to get your calls in So let's hear from you on the usual number The return of the full-time teaser Did you miss it last week? No, I I love winning competitions What did you prefer, the full-time teaser or take a punt on a pundit? It was good fun, wasn't it? It was good fun, but you feel so sorry for the people you've let them. Well, do you know the interesting thing about it, Hugh? I was expecting a wee bottle of something, even a bottle of iron brew uh, sent through the post, not a sausage. 
Television's and everything. Are you joking? I gave you the bottle. I gave you the bottle of Glens no, to I'm take home about the to guy Mrs. Ray. I've won all the prizes for. Oh right, okay. Did I'm that, not talking about the, the lovely people for Glens. It was a lovely bottle. Did that go it? down well the other night? Did you pretend that you bought it? Were you hoping that Mrs. Ray yourself. wasn't listening? I just says, listen, darling, I love you. That's a nice wee bottle for you. <sighs> Nightmare, honestly. Yeah, um, <laughs> <that> does, um, <laughs> someone sent me a big bar of Galaxy for something in here, and I, oh. I did take it home and to Mrs. Duncan and. Pretended that I had bought, bought it, it And thinks you never listens yep. So see if, you, see if somebody's out there And even thinking about Grassing me in Don't bother Because I know she won't be listening But you've got to, Sometimes you've got to just Seize an opportunity Don't well, you Well it's, it's uh, by personal And it's, uh, it's allowed to you Yeah Anyway right You've got the full time teaser Is back And if you want to contribute You want to hear your name used Hear your question on the show The address you need Is fulltime at Clyde1.com Jim Barr Says can the guys name the 10 longest serving players in the Scottish Premiership? A very simple question, but are the answers simple? Can the guys name the 10 longest serving players in the Scottish Scott Premiership? Oh, I got before you, Sean! <laughs> yes, well done. Uh, Considine. Yes, that's you got the top two. Considine first, then Brown. Uh, uh, McGregor. Alan. Well, no, because we're talking one spell, one club. Oh, so it's like oh. maybe year so he's only back a couple of couple of years at Rangers, isn't he? Right. So yeah. let me get the, the terms. So the ten longest serving players at one club, essentially, in the like Considine's right. been at right. Aberdeen forever. Scott Brown, thought was he thirteen years at Celtic? Uh, uh, Liam Craig. No, oh. no. He, he was at Hibs. Not. All oh, right. Okay. To, he'll be close. I think he'll be close to this. Uh, right. Okay. I thought I had a winner there as well, Gordon. Um, so it's got to be another St Johnson player, Hugh. There's got to be a St Johnson player in there Murray Davidson Yes There you go partner eh? It's a team um, I'm just uh, Celtic right, I'll tell you the, the threshold If you like Because it might help you Because it might not be as, as long as you think The bottom of the list Number 10 Has been at his club For 7 years and 8 months So James mm. Forrest Yep He's in there Well done Okay we'll leave it there See what you've got Can <laughs> the guys so. name The 10 longest serving players In the Scottish Premiership You've got Andy Considine Scott Brown Murray Davidson and James Forrest uh, You can play along as well With us on Twitter um, Let's hear a bit from Well it was a quiet Domestic weekend There was no top flight But one of the standout results Would be Hearts Robbie Nielsen thinks It's crazy that people Think they're in a crisis Because they're 13 points clear At the top of the championship He says the past week The Brora defeat Then the Queen of the South defeat Has been a blip And insists he's just As frustrated As the fans it's crazy that we're talking about this The confidence in the group When we're 13 points clear with 5 games to go You know, if you'd asked us for that at the start of the season We'd be, we'd bite your hand off for it But we've had a wee blip The last 5 days have been really difficult for everyone And it's a case of you know, sticking together And making sure we get over the line Because there's still a bit of work to do here you know, We said at the start of the season when I came in That you know, we're turning around a, a big ship That's struggled for probably the last 2.5 to 3 years And there will be blips in the road you know, this last five days has been tough, but when we reflect back on it and see where we are, you know, we try have to try and move forward. It's firstly I understand the frustration. Like, there's no more frustrated than me, that's for sure. Um, after choosing and again after today, but you know, as we, we said during the week, you know, it's it's probably not the time to do it as a as a mass group. So, you know, we'd ask them not to, but look, I totally understand the frustration that we've got because I'm the same to be honest with you. Is it crazy, Kenny and Airdrie that? People are questioning what's going on at Hearts when they're clear at the top, as Robbie Nielsen says. Hundred percent, mate. Uh, Gordon, good evening, Alec. Hi, Hi, I'd, I'd, Hi, I'd like to make a couple of points if I could, mate. And uh, can I give a big shout out? This is personal between me and you. I've got a twelve-year-old daughter. Uh, raise awareness to autism week. Uh, uh, please, everybody. 
Yep, well said, Kenny. Don't mind Kenny that at all. That. Good man. Uh, no, choose. Uh, first point, you, and then I'd like to go to Alec if I could. But you're you're off the old brigade. Do you know what I mean? You worked in Edinburgh for long enough, and that. Uh, and have you still got the quip? Still got <laughs> <laughs> just about. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I had enough here to help equip you. Uh, no, you you have seen Hearts players, Jeffries and the likes, and everyone you were working in Edinburgh at the time, but. These guys all fought for the jersey, you know what I mean? Uh, that's where the same comes for blood does they show in a maroon jersey, but but every other team out with Celtic and Rangers, we're always in the shadows, you know what I mean? We've not got the wealth, we've not got the support. But I'd like to I I would like to think that the, the Hearts players would get a wee bit more fight for the cause, you know. I mean Robbie's saying they're a blip. Uh, I'll tell you most these things have been Strachan, uh Strachan's laddie with the, the, the iPad, but look at Cathro now. I like one of your old teams with, with Wolves. You know, he's assistant there. And they're doing great, but we all, we all, we all are that guy doing? And we, we didn't give him a break, really, to be honest. I wish he was still here. <laughs> I wish Robbie would uh, jump in one of these blips and fly away. The point that you, you raised, Kenny, when, when I was there, it was the era of um, Alec McDonald, Sandy Jarden, Hearts seven minutes away from becoming the champions of Scotland. I don't need to tell you the, the litany of great players that you had Gary Mackay, Gary Locke. Um, all the whole litany they would not have had a result like Brora Rangers it would not have been possible and I listened to Stephen Mackay the Brora manager say after the game that his team talk had consisted of saying to his players these Hearts guys might not fancy having to go all this way to Brora population 1200 incidentally and it's awful weather. Now, can you imagine Gary Lock, Gary Mackay and the rest of them having gone a long way and mm. lost because they didn't fancy a long bus journey in bad weather? These Hearts players let you and everyone else down. That They betrayed um, everyone associated with Hearts by adopting that attitude. And to lose the Queen of the South, I thought, was just awful on the back of that. And it's my concern, Kenny, is not for Hearts right now my concern is for Hearts a year from now when they're in the Premiership because the, the, the squad as it stands at present for me is nowhere near good enough to be top six Gordon one of the, the things that Kenny said they were not the most wealthiest believe me the money that they're actually splashing out in the mm. Championship is astronomical so to say that they're not within that that particular uh, point, I think you meant comparison to Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, no, I get that, but and we have to put this in context because we mentioned a couple of players at the weekend were kind of familiar with the money that's floating about Hearts, and it would supersede the whole of the budget for Queen of the South. Robbie Nielsen says they are thirteen points now. I've tried to be as balanced. I think they'll canter it th- throughout this this division, but when you've got two wins in your last eight, you've nicked a last minute winner against Queen of the South down there. And then on the back of a couple of disappointing results this week, then it's only natural that scrutiny will become on your team. Now, as Hugh mm. points out, the fans want to see them canter. Now, he's been touching on Scotland all, all the while, saying we want to try and get on the right trajectory going up the way. Hearts are bouncing about the now with no great form, Gordon. And the fans want to see a fanfare when they actually lift this title so that they get belief going into next season. They don't want to stutter along like they're doing at the moment. I mean, Kenny, they, a lot of people to defend Hearts would say, well, getting promoted is the priority and that's going to happen. Um, are you saying then you don't 
Although it's a priority You see it actually as a bare minimum And you're looking for more on top of that 100% Gordon 100% It's like I was going to The second point was going to be Telic I played I played amateur football in Edinburgh All my days Saturdays was the better football Sundays was be your pub Your pub team and your mates But you always played with commitment You know even Even if you were badly hung over Alec you, you're from a, a, an area where Kind of similar to where I came up in Edinburgh You know I grew up in Western Hills in Edinburgh you 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 played football for the right reason. You played to win. You know what I mean? It didn't matter if you played against your pal. You kicked him. And and then you were still pals after it. There doesn't seem to be, and I, I didn't mean to uh, separate this, Andy Halliday, uh, you've got 65% uh, Stephen Davis uh, with win rates, uh, 67% Scott Brown, 71% Andy Halliday, who I, who I totally commend. And, and Craig Gordon, they're, they're the only two players that are actually fighting for the cause. You know, the rest of them, I, I'm used to seeing your John Cahoons and your Wayne Fosters and John Robertsons, Sandy Clark winning the ball, going down the wings, playing down the wings and going to the byline and crossing it back and everybody going for a, a good scrimmage. I must say, Kenny, it has been a while since Alex played with a hangover. I think maybe a few, maybe once or <laughs> twice back in the day, but it's, it's been a while. Alex... But I take his point on board Gordon But in terms of being committed to the cause The weird thing though about football is It's always We should bear in mind that Very rarely are players Actively not trying Or no, actively not, not committed But th- th- there are times when it, it looks that way to, to fans or whatever else Yeah and Gordon the, You look at the, the recent performances It would look that way That they kind of come off the pace a little bit But you're, you're not telling me These players are not going to there And try to win that league Gordon Because as I said earlier on They're going to canter it it's a manner what they're doing. I think the Hearts public are actually looking for better performances on a regular basis. They're looking for threes and fours. And as I said earlier on, because this budget is astronomical in relation to your Queen of the South, your Mortons, uh, and, and the likes of your Alois, who are part-time, are both. So they should be winning in style. And if you look at some of the recent performances, Gordon, as I mentioned earlier on, Queen of the South away, they, they dropped points to Morton at home, lost for the first time in 57 years to... To Queen of the South at the weekend So I just think they want to try and finish the season With a right good little boost That way you can start rebuilding Because Christoph Berra's going out the door uh, Yeah the that's right well. announced today yep. So I think there's going to be a few players I think there'll be a, I think Robbie will be assessing this all the while Hugh, And he mm. will be trying to see Who's going to do a turn next year for this Thank you Kenny, good to hear from you Let's bring in Keith who is an Aberdeen fan What's on your mind tonight Keith? Uh, just an extension I was on last week uh, Gordon And uh, Kind of praising what the chairman's doing with Aberdeen and obviously the Scott Brown signing, etc. Uh, reading this, particularly on social media, there's a real pace gathering on heavy rumours that uh, Aberdeen are trying to get uh, Lee Griffiths. Uh, that could be another landmark signing if that was to happen. He's only got just over a year left in his contract. How, how that deal would actually be put together would be hard to say, but. Uh, you know, that would be really positive for Aberdeen where they have lacked the firepower up front and you know, most people at Celtic say he is the best natural striker. You may have your own opinions on other issues, but he is a top striker. Yeah, I mean Hugh, I have seen this on, on social media, I must admit. I'm not I don't speak with any inside knowledge on it, but no. you can see where people are making the connection as well. The Scott sure. Brown if, will, will there be a Scott Brown effect Whether it's Lee Griffiths Or someone else Is there a chance That he he's already Putting feelers out And trying to, to convince Whether it's Celtic players Or, or anyone else Contacts that, That'll be the way it works Is it not Point number one for me Gordon Would be 
Lee Griffiths has let down Celtic this season He came back unfit to play football And has never been fit enough to play football All season long um, Do Celtic think that he can Come back a better, fitter player next season? If so In what's going to be a very, very difficult season for Celtic They'd be as well keeping him If they believe that no harm will be done by letting him go to Aberdeen, then that will be their call. But like all calls being made at Celtic right now, who is making the call? And what will be the long-term effect of the call that they are making before a new manager's in? Alex, can you see why fans like Keith would would want that to happen? Not only because of what we've seen he can do, but if Alan Russell is going to get in there as the striker's coach, what, what could he get out of him as yeah. well? Listen... I think Lee Griffiths would uh, compliment most teams in the in the league, Gordon. Uh, the problem you have is is trying to get them to that place. You're coming back, uh, having won a title, and you're overweight, and you have to be disciplined. You know he's at a good age now. He's been supported through difficult times by the club, and he's letting the all in and down this year. There's no two ways about it. He's let Celtic down. Uh, now we've got Keith on the line saying if he come up to Aberdeen, and I think Keith and people like that, whether it's looking back to Hibs. Look at Lee Griffiths of three years ago Because if you look at his stats over the last couple of years It's not particularly impressive um, But if you can get Scott Brown to get him as, a, as an asset I know he's been a, a good pal of his over the course of the, mm. his time at Celtic However, they, they need to recruit a guy that they can trust And whether the new mm. manager would take a punt on him I don't know um, Keith, is that the priority for this new team of Stephen Glass and Scott Brown? You think right now they should be looking at guys that can find the back of the net? Is that is that the main issue for you? Absolutely, and it's getting somebody of quality. You know, I can see what the panel was saying about it, and it is a big risk. But uh, I wouldn't describe it as a punt. It's definitely a risk, but I think it's a risk worth taking because you know he's far from finished, but he has personal things he needs to sort out. But I think it's worth a chance uh, because he has the potential to be so good and meet the, the number of mm. things that Aberdeen need. Yeah, certainly one to watch with interest. Thank you very much, Keith, in Kirkintilloch. Can you name the 10 longest serving players in the Scottish Premiership? Considine Brown, Davidson, Forrest. Uh, Twitter's going well. We've got the likes of Milo's got a couple. Marky Sparky, <laughs> whose Twitter handle is at Mark Wilson's Doug. And this is a Mark Wilson parody account It's got a picture of Mark Did you know there is more than one Mark Wilson yeah, parody account? Yeah, a few floating about Incredible yeah. Anyway Ian Vigers No I'm going to go for uh, Chrissy Burke No Logan No <sighs> Near Beaton No There is another Celtic one there Callum McGregor Yes, there's another Celtic one on top of that Which you'll be surprised at, I think Griffiths No hmm. Five to get, we'll get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. We've just spent the, the break. Alex Ray and I discussing a, a popular television programme that we've finished and Hugh Keevans hasn't. And we're doing that thing where we're trying to speak in code to make sure that he doesn't pick up what we're saying. If anyway, Brilliant. Your Honour, you you were a big fan. Loved it. I finished Loved it at the, the weekend. Yep. And, and you are how far in? Uh, episode 3 Right okay I'm just impressed That you can work box sets You're not as No no it's on the uh... Oh you watch it as it goes along Once a week yeah. Alright that oh, makes sense Desperate watching it like that Because there is an option To just binge it all You could go home And watch all 10 tonight If you wanted No 
No, nah, listen, let's not confuse <laughs> I things. Got, I got a surprise when my wife got a fright and left the room. You know, is that right? Oh, it's, it's oh no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I must admit. Right. Anyway, forget that. Back to the teaser. Mm-hmm. Can, we really should have spent the break going over this. Can you yes. name the last uh, the ten longest serving players in the Scottish Premiership? Considine, Brown, Murray Davidson, James Forrest, Callum McGregor, Tom Rogic. Yes, oh. I was going to say. Would you I, believe I over eight years now at Celtic? Yep. Uh, so that's it. But we've got what, we've got three or four more now. Uh, four to go. Mm, I'm just thinking teams that are in the any Tavernier. No, 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 no. Over there. A million miles off. Looking at about six years probably for mm. him. Yeah. No Rangers players then. Uh, no. Uh, A couple at the same club. Two that you've got Two of the four Are at the same team And once They're you... Chuck what about the Ackies? Nope. No, no I Forget know. the Ackies. Is it Motherwell? Nope No Motherwell players either Livy? They've not been in the top flight For that have they? Uh, no Livy players uh, Hibs Hibs have been down and on So it's no uh, Stevenson? Yes Oh Ryan Stevenson No Lewis <laughs> Lewis Stevenson Aye. Yeah Yeah And there's one more there Oh Hanlon Yeah there we go Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson Okay two to get Oh Hanlon Hanlon yeah uh, We'll see how we get them Um, See People out there maybe thought you were saying Oh Hanlon <laughs> Yeah I was And that's why I didn't correct you and moved on And now oh, you've gone flagged up to everyone I've That got you got his right. name wrong Yeah listen you're on the right track Paul Hanlon John's in Maryhill Hi John Hi guys Thanks for letting us on tonight um, Just a wee quick one before you kind of finish up mm-hmm. um, It's just regarding um, Stephen O'Donnell playing at the back um, boy, plays with Motherwell. You've obviously got Nathan Patterson, who's come in in uh, place of Tavernier, who's done extremely well. He's 19 years of age, and you probably covered a few of the games, Alec, um, the Europe games where he's come up against uh, a bit of class, and he's done extremely well. And I just thought maybe the boy should have got a shout. Um, he's buzzing. He's playing great. He's full of energy, and. Um, him in defence along with uh, Robertson and Tierney who are also quality players I just felt that um, we're missing the boat mm. you know giving the boy a chance more so with him coming in on the back of Tavernier he's took his chance and he's grabbed it with both hands and I think uh, he could be a great asset and get him into the Scotland squad What did you make of the fact John that even Stephen Gerrard sort of essentially backed Stevie Clark's decision and and kind of agreed that it was it was possibly too early and, and there was no rush. Do, do you think still even even taking that into account that we've missed a trick? I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want to rush the, the young lad. I mean, Ali can uh, maybe tell you yeah better. But I think to be honest with you, he should have been in. Maybe Gerard's trying to protect him a wee bit. Maybe just deading him in because he's come in in the back of Tavernier. But I mean, it's, it's a very odd. Um, it's a very odd one. I thought it should have been. Uh, it should have been before Stephen O'Donnell Let's not kid ourselves um, I know Stephen O'Donnell's done well But Come on I mean mm. Nathan Patterson's shown A bit of class And what he can do So personally I think he should have been in To be honest with you guys I don't know what I, you think Listen I think Stephen O'Donnell's done relatively well A, a lot better than I actually thought He would have done Gordon And uh, you know As Hugh said earlier on He probably does better for Scotland Than he does at Motherwell yeah. And um, you know To put the boy in After four or five games mm. Patterson I think it would probably have bridged too far. Now, I think I've got high hopes for Patterson. Uh, and I know the guys at Rangers really fancy him strongly. Uh, he's got great attributes. He bombs forward. He's technically good. He can chop inside. And I think in time, 
he will start to add goals to his game as well because having seen him a couple of times, Tavernier most certainly tracks the back post the way Rangers played. Mm-hmm. And I think if he can adapt that into his game, then I think that's something else he can add. So, But I think he's got a really bright future. I think once we get the Pharaohs out of the way, there'll be a period of reflection. There'll be two friendly matches to be played. And I think at that point, for Patterson, for Turnbull, Turnbull um, perhaps Billy Gilmer, uh, there'll be a, an opportunity for Steve Clark to have a look. That period of reflection will then lead to the selection of the squad for the Euros. And it'll be up to Stevie Clark then to decide if, having said earlier on, that age should be no barrier for me. Yeah, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Yeah, That's the saying, isn't it? If Jude Bellingham can be in the England side at 17 and playing for Borussia Dortmund in the Bundesliga, age is no barrier. But you'll need to wait to get the Pharaohs out of the way first. Let Steve Clark have that period of reflection and see mm. who he wants to play in these friendlies and whether mm. that influences his judgment for the Euros. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all of it, as a as a generalisation, good enough, you're old enough, get that. The, yeah. the problem with trying to make rough comparisons, Jude Bellingham's played 37 times for Borussia Dortmund this season in the yeah. Bundesliga and the Champions League. So it, I think that tells you everything, Gordon. He's playing at a level, you know, that's really but then top maybe, quality. Maybe it is all relative. I would accept that as well. Gordon, see the thing I'm sorry Are we talking I suppose there are Two different ways To frame this John says he should be In in front of Stephen O'Donnell And then he said I mean Stephen O'Donnell's Done quite well But but Nathan Patterson's better Which which is fine He he may well be He may turn out to be um, Is it about Finding a place in the squad First and then worry about Because Stephen O'Donnell is, is he maybe always up against it Is there always People know He's the motherable He's a motherable player Or he's playing at a certain level I get the feeling people are almost kind of waiting for that mistake Waiting for that bit of weakness And then say, ah, see Whereas the other night If you went into that blind and knew nothing about football When he was up against Alaba yeah, He's done well him, he, he, would, he wouldn't have been able to pick the Champions League winner out, out the two But maybe that's not the point Maybe you're still yeah. just trying to find What's the absolute best that you've got Yeah, and I think Hugh makes a good point about the actual friendlies And I think this is Steve Clark will have an opportunity to look at them Because the time from now to the Euros it's an opportunity to try and look at one or two because if anything happens to Stephen O'Donnell, the boy Palmer, then you are really up against it because you don't know who to go for and to throw Patterson in at that stage having not looked at him. And that's what I said to you, God. Remember the last friendlies? I said, put Patterson in, put uh, we didn't really, in. I don't, We haven't had friendlies recently, though. That's the problem. Because yeah. the, the Nations League replaced them. So you actually yeah. you do need to take it. A chance yeah. at some point And put them into Yeah it was a nation I think game. it's a lesser yeah. Of all the That's options That's I say You've got a period For reflection And mm. by all means In the friendly matches Bring them in And have a look And see if you Should mm. alter your thinking For the Euros John is there anything mm. else In there that needs yeah, Addressed just, just, a wee, just a wee quick one Yeah uh, Grant Hanley mm. Hasn't played since 2018 Just another wee Strange one The boy does look fit He looks as if he shed uh, A stone or two Personally, the big fella, I don't know, I don't follow him much mm-hmm. at Norwich if he's doing well. But they are doing well, doing there. Uh, he must be doing something. But the big man looks fairly, he looks as if he's trimmed in, he looks as if he's in, in good shape, to be honest with you. So again, I'm not having a pop at him, but regarding his, his uh, ability. But again, the, the kind of Declan Gallagher has kind of went through the process of getting to the Euros and he's kind of just mm-hmm. been pushed aside. Um, is there something that the big man down Norwich is, is doing extremely well that he's, he's, he's fancied him because he just brought him right in for mm-hmm. no, no the caps since 2018 so they're running away with the championship he got, he, he got named in the last squad and he, he pulled out injured 
This goes back to what I said earlier See people who By the way Stevie Clark might have loads of flaws No problem with that But people who keep saying Ah he's just been loyal He's actually not all, all, always Because if it was all about loyalty And picking the same players Declan Gallagher would play Declan Gallagher has been a stalwart yeah. But he's now not playing for Mullerwell He's not yeah. been playing recently but Alex because we're coming to the end John makes a good point though About mentioning that How do we strike that balance Because the back three that got us there The McTominay yeah, Gallagher Tierney That's now been completely ripped up Because ah come on Let's get let's get McTominay into midfield And you know Gallagher's no playing at the moment But uh, what you do there is go on your way up It's actually available to you mm-hmm. You mentioned that the big Hanley wasn't available For the, the last uh, get together mm-hmm. Now he's available He's playing some really good stuff Norwich are absolutely Cantering the championship Down there But he will be a Premiership player again Next year Yeah, but I mean, And it's an opportunity Maybe to put Tommy back in the middle is, of the park Is there room for loyalty there With Declan Gallagher who you, or, or is it the fact That he's not playing for Muddle So you can't pick him I, I think that would factor in Gordon Because you imagine mm. He put uh, Declan Gallagher in And he had a nightmare You know So you yeah. play the players That are actually playing On a weekly basis Against good mm-hmm. opposition And then you, you suss it out But if that's the case Then you can't pick your um, Gilmore's or your Patterson's because they, they don't play a lot either. But, but Gordon, that's probably the, probably the reason why they're not picking them. It is a balance. It is a balance to be found. Thank you, John and Mary Hill. Quickly, two more on that teaser. I'm going to go for Xander Clark. Yes, well done. Oof. Last one. Don't think you'll get. Just give me the team. Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock, it'll be Power, Dicker. No, 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 no. Uh, Kilty. No, getting closer. Oh, the other boy. Yeah, the other one. I think you two have seen my list. That is the best you've ever performed it's on all the team. It's a canter. Brilliant. Mm. Thank you, Hugh Evans, Alex Ray. Thank you to you. Very busy night on the phones. If you couldn't get through, please do call us back tomorrow. We'd love to have you on from six with Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. And in the meantime, stay right there. Johnny Campbell is up next just quickly a couple of people tweeted actually asking about Nathan Patterson the Covid 5 you said we would find out on Monday Gordon I thought we would and I'm now hearing that it's going to be tomorrow and I must admit I don't know why so we'll watch that one with interest thank you again Johnny's up next we'll speak to you at 6 tomorrow